Hi there, thank you for joining me today. I'm Father Patrick and this is our podcast for College Catholics. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you're having a great Christmas time with your family. And also, I hope you're able to spend some time in prayer, receiving the Lord in your heart and thanking Him for so many gifts that He brings to us this Christmas. As you know, uh, Christmas season extends for several days after December 25th, uh, actually until the feast, feast of the Baptism of the Lord. So, uh, Christmas starts on December 25th. And this year, actually, it will end on Monday, January 9th, 2023. So, it's uh, quite a bit. Uh, so, as the new year begins, we know that there are many things to look forward in this year, 2023. Um, so, in today's episode, we, I wanted to welcome two of our students, Andrew and Owen, who are in the process of formation toward the priesthood in Miles Christi, and have been living in our community here in Michigan for around two years. As we are starting this new year, they, at the same time, are looking forward to traveling to Argentina to start the next stage in their formation, which is their novitiate. So, Andrew. Owen, how are you doing? Very good, Father. Thank you so much for having us on the podcast. Yeah, glad to be here with you, Father. Yeah, Thanks for great. having us. And it's great to have you both. So why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves? I know one of you has been a little longer, so he'll talk first. Sorry, Owen. Um, and um, so Andrew will tell us a little bit about himself and then Owen. So where are you from and where you went to college and so forth? Yes, play the seniority card. Uh, I, so my name is Andrew. As Father said, I'm from Littleton, Colorado, which is just a suburb outside of Denver, Colorado. And yeah, I, I lived there growing up. And then for college, my freshman year, I went to a, a D3 school in Cleveland, Ohio called Case Western. So you were in near Michigan, let's say. Yeah, yeah. That was my first, I guess, experience, if you want, with the Midwest. With the, It was quite a change, especially the winter I was not uh, prepared for. Um, but yeah, I went, so I went there my, my freshman year, uh, to play basketball actually. And then after that first year, I transferred back to Colorado, uh, and finished my degree, my undergrad degree at the university of Denver, which was mechanical engineering. So cool. yeah, I studied engineering too. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that, I studied, uh, engineering there at, at university of Denver, DU, and then, awesome. and then finished. Very good. And Owen, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, you, where you grew up and where you went to school? That's the best part of it. <laughs> right. Um, well, as far as where I'm from, I'm, from, I'm also from Colorado, um, up in the mountains uh, west of Denver. Um, but I, I went to school in, in California. It's, it's actually where my family is from. Um, but I went to school in Southern California at USD in uh, sunny San Diego. So that's a University of San Diego. University of San Diego, yeah. Which is a private school there. Private school, yeah. It, there's a, quite a few schools there, so it's often confused with UCSD, SDSU, right. some other ones, but it's the best one there, that's for sure. Right, and we, one of our priests go there, went there at least for some period of time. She, he was a chaplain, Father Martin. Yes, I know him, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Father Martin. Yes. And what did you study priest. in uh, USD? I studied psychology and, and education um, and... Uh, and I was also a rower, so I rowed in wow. uh, Mission Bay. It's a beautiful place to row, and my sister also rowed. And what about your sister? And what what's the highlight of her life? She and her, her uh, sports. She is a very successful rower, and now she's a biker. But she she actually rowed in um, this past Olympics, which was really cool. Our family that is very awesome. Pro- yes. So she represented the, the U.S. She represented the U.S. Yes. Oh, um, that's great. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I uh, was also a missionary um, after um, my time 
After graduating. After graduating, yeah, uh -huh. I, I did that in Los Angeles at USC for two years, and, uh, and then which is a good school, nice school too. Yeah, it's a good school, private, also private, um, in kind of downtown Los Angeles, and um, now I'm here. Very good. And why don't you give us a little bit some highlight of your college years or high school years? Anything you want to tell us about yourself? Apart from all, everything that you said already. Sure. Um, well, um, from my my college experience. Uh huh. Well, I would say that um, maybe a highlight was um, being able to to row and study in in a beautiful place. And I think uh, at least in, in San Diego, or of the colleges in the United States, you know, University of San Diego was ranked the most beautiful school. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it was just a an amazing experience to be able to study, um, work out, enjoy, and um, compete and compete um, in paradise, you know. Right, because it, actually I went, I was there sometimes and uh, from the campus you can see the ocean. Mm -hmm. It's yep. pretty amazing. Yeah, So we, and we would go to the ocean every day to, to practice. Wow. And, um, so it's just a very relaxed and uh, calm environment down there in San Diego um, and a lot of good people. Uh -huh. You know, you had the, the, the faith there too, which is nice, it is a Catholic school. So um, you had good priests like Father Martin and um, the sacraments, and so it was just a very good environment. So by the way, for, for those who are listening, Father Martin is another Midas Christi priest who is now in San Diego, still there, and he uh, helps at, uh, at USC, University of Southern California, as yes. a one of the chaplains there. I, I handed off the baton to him once I, once I left USC, and he's, he's carrying on the good work there. <laughs> very good. Well, I know, uh, Andrew, uh, anything that you have to share from your high school, college years? Not a lot. No, it was uh, a time I'm, I'm definitely thankful for. A lot of, I think it's a time when, you know, friendship maybe comes the easiest, which uh -huh. maybe I wouldn't have known at the time. But, you know, I think in, everyone in college, you know, we th when I was in college, I thought I was super busy. And I think college students now think the same. But you have so much close proximity, if you want, with, with your friends in college. And you have a lot of time to, to go and do things like we would go camping or skiing or do road trips that, yeah, a lot of memories like that that I was really thankful for. And Especially with people, you know, who, who, you know, I share the faith with or was doing apostolate with. Right. And some of them you still know and you right, sometimes of call course. and share your, your experience here at Michigan and yeah. Michigan and Milos Christi. Right. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Now, uh, people, you know, they see a seminarian and they think, okay, he was always like a saint, little saint or something. Right. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> mm -hmm. Boy. so, uh, my question is, did you always practice your faith? Uh, how much did you get from your family? How, how, how is it that you got, without entering to, into discernment, right, of, of the priesthood, how did you get from living in your high school years to the moment where you were practicing your faith more devoutly, going to adoration, praying, going to mass, and even becoming a missionary? Yeah, I, I can start. Um, I, yeah, we were always, I grew up, Raised Catholic, baptized, you know, as oh, a baby, cradle Catholic, and received the sacraments. Although, I, yeah, I will say it was somewhat begrudgingly, especially time, you know, for confirmation and youth group. Um, there wasn't a lot of, I, I would say, interest in going to church on Sundays in the sacraments. Uh -huh. um, and I think that started to change, yeah, in high school, I would say, uh, by the prompting of my mom to get confirmed. And I had good friends, thankfully, in the youth group, and I think that helped a lot. Um Shout out to your mom yeah, for thank, getting thank, into thank confirmation. Thank you, mom. I, yeah, Moms I, are the best. I, yeah, yeah. The Absolutely. Best. Yeah. But, you know, it's still like... And grandmas. I, I was still kind of caught up, if you want, in high school and a lot of the 
the worldly things of, you know, popularity and sports and right. school. And not that those things are bad, but those were, you know, those were the most important things to me mm-hmm. for sure. And and then, yeah, I think in college, I, I had a lot of those things kind of stripped away, you know, of basketball. I stopped playing that and, and maybe realized, you know, I wasn't at the level I thought I was, or it wasn't, you know, as important to me as I thought it was. And even, you know, school and, and friends. And I realized a lot of those things, if they weren't centered on, on God, then, um, yeah, then they weren't as fulfilling, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was changed a lot in college. And I had, you know, good friends who were, who were praying, who were, you know, going to mass, who were, um, frequenting the sacraments and then good priests too, who, you know, were leading me in spiritual direction and things right. like that. I think that all that really helped. Right. And Owen, what was your, what was your experience in that sense? Well, how was your journey briefly? Yeah. Um, well, as far as, you know, growing up, uh, my family was Catholic, still is Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we practiced, you know, went to, to mass on Sunday and, um, there was definitely a point where I realized that life, um, has its ups and downs as far mm-hmm. as, you know, your relationship with God. And I saw that very clearly within my own, you know, struggles and desires for friendship and my desires for fulfillment and to live a life of happiness and wholeness and um, realizing that there might be something more um, out there for me, I discovered um, the power of the church and the sacraments Mm -hmm. um, through a retreat in high school. I went to, also I went to um, a Catholic high school as well, which was great. Good. Um, and so just discovering the, the power of the sacraments and, and being close to the church and, and learning the faith was really trans- transformative for me and, and living uh, the life that God intended and intends me to live and, and just tried to continue to live that out in college. And obviously it continued to develop over time and, um, you know, mm-hmm. and led me to ultimately to come here and to be here with you guys. Right, so uh, that's what I was going to ask you also, and then uh, Mm -hmm. Andrew, you can give us your input. What is it, how did you meet Meatless Christie, the religious order, or, you know, through a priest or something, or um, lay people, and what, when you, after your discernment, what made you discern or decide to enter Meatless Christie in particular as opposed to some other place? Sure. Um, So uh, going into college, um, I actually had thought before entering that I was going to, after college, go to diocesan seminary in, in Denver. So you had already kind of uh, thought about being a priest even before entering college? Yes, yeah, I, I saw wow. the, yes, uh, I saw the amazing, um, the life of a priest is just really cool. Uh, right. And very transformative for a lot of people and leading a lot of people right. to, to happiness, wholeness. Um, Heaven, right, in a word. Yeah, exactly, relationship with God. Um, and so I was drawn to that. Um, and so I went to college with that, you know, okay, I'm going to do four years. Actually, they told me that I needed to go to college for four years first. And so uh-huh. I was like, dang it. Okay. I'm going to go to college now. Um, you had to grow a little bit. Maybe. I did. I just a little bit though, you know, it wasn't too much, but a little. Right. So, um, so I got to college um, and I was rowing and one of the chaplains, the, the chaplains for the athletic department was this Argentinian priest who, um, you know, it was hard for me to understand his accent at first. And I was like, you know, but he's cool, you know? Right. And he likes throwing balls and yeah. batting the baseball and 
Right. Running some routes and with a football. Yeah, yeah. And the, in the field with the other players and so very forth. sporty, very yes. sporty into sports. Um, but yeah, he uh, he knew the faith and he could you know he talked about God in a very um, holistic and uh, orthodox way that really drew me in deeper into the church and into the faith. Um, and he also invited me to what's some, or at least it was called at the time, pizza with Padre. Um, so we had pizza with him and we talked about the faith. And so and for, the Padres, by the way, is a baseball team, but also how the, the people in California call the Franciscans. They call them the Padres. And yes. then the, the, by extension, they call every priest a Padre. Hey, Padre, like something from California kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's here in Michigan. They don't do that. So. Yeah. It's the Spanish background. It's, right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, from there, I, uh, continued to, to grow in my relationship with God, especially through my relationship with Father Martin. He was such a gift to me. Um, and he is a priest and was a priest for Melis Christi. Right. And so, um, continuing my spiritual direction with him and, um, getting to know the community down there. Um, and also one of them was, um, I think his name is Father Patrick. Yeah. Oh, you're here. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's awesome. Um, so and we also, know we know you for a, for a while. Now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then one of the other things was being invited to the spiritual exercises, um, mm. and going on those was absolutely life changing and um, really really powerful for me in my discernment to to be holy and to grow in my relationship with God and, and ultimately to to see what God's plan is for me in my life uh, for for happiness and fulfillment. and Right, and so to enter Miles Christi in particular. Right, and I actually remember, I used to ask Father Martin a lot um, this question. I would ask him, Father, you know, you're a priest. I'm thinking about being a priest. What's your favorite thing about being a priest? And he would say pretty consistently, well, I think my community is the best part. My community is just wow. absolutely great. And I, you know, because I was discerning diocesan seminary, that's not really a, <laughs> right. a part of the experience that diocesan priests experience, um, which is a great sacrifice that they make. Of, of course. And, uh, but at that time I wasn't really being drawn to that. So I was like, community, no, it can't be. There's gotta be something more, you know? Um, right. And so I, and so over time, actually be, I became a missionary. Um, and during my time as a focused missionary, Shout out to my team, um, my teammates out there. Hope you're doing well. Um, I really, where, where are they now? Um, they're USC. all over the place. I think Idaho, um, I think Montana and wow. California, of course. Awesome. I hope they listen to this. You have to send them this episode. Oh, they so better. They, if they don't. They hear about you. I'm going to get them. Um, no. Uh, so anyways, as far as my team life goes or went, I realized it was really difficult at times. Um, challenging, I, right? It's challenging. Challenging to have other people living with you. Right. Yes. Um, and just working together, you know, it can be difficult. But at the same time... Especially if they're like Andrew. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he has to do with that. Don't now. even get me started. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We don't have enough time to do that. But Okay. Um, next time. Yeah. Yeah, next podcast. We'll talk about that. Um, but it also was so, so good. It was so good to be able to work with a team And I realized over time that I could not do my apostolic work without my team. It was impossible. Right. And so through that experience, I realized the importance of being um, in a community to lean on one another, to work together, to learn from one another in our relationship with God and our, in our attempts to be um, uh, of service to, to his children here. 
So um, that helped me discern further to, to pursue a vocation with Milos Christie. And you, Andrew, what was it that, uh, how did you know Milos Christie or how do you get to meet Milos Christie? Yeah, I met Milos Christie actually, well, I, so I was a focus missionary as well. Oh, wonderful. Uh, That's awesome. And I was placed, yeah, in Michigan at a school in Michigan that was 40 minutes from actually where we are right now. Hmm. And so I met, there's a few of our, our priests, Milos Christie priests who help, you know, with focus as, as kind of chaplains. And so at training my first year, I met um, Father John, who's, who was the superior here and kind of started spiritual direction with him. And at the beginning, yeah, it was just kind of, you know, spiritual direction and growing in prayer and, you know, trying to grow in virtue and holiness. And then, you know, for me, you know, I, you had mentioned kind of seminarians and maybe the priesthood's always on the table for some. And for me, that was not the case. You know, the priesthood, religious life, uh, certainly religious life was, was never really on the table. Even mm. by the time, you know, I graduated college, I became a missionary, uh, but priesthood, you know, wasn't even really a thought. I just wasn't in any sort of place to to receive, you know, that vocation. Um, but yeah, then I actually, I kind of it kind of started, I think I went on a mission trip with Focus to Argentina, was kind of randomly placed there. And we were working with religious there, not Milos Christi, but other religious. And I was really, I think, attracted and, and you know, caught by the life that they live, uh, the life of, you know, just their they're totally gods, you know, and then they give up everything mm. to, to serve him. And so I think that was really powerful for me. And that kind of started the ball rolling of discernment. And then Milos Christi, I, I knew, you know, through focus and the charism is the sanctification of the laity, particularly college students, which obviously lines up a lot with, you know, what I was doing with focus, working with college students, right. seeing it as such like a, a, yeah, an important time, you know, where you have young people who are going to be influencing the world, the church, you know. Um, so a launch pad for, for society. Right. And it's, you know, a really crucial moment. I think like freshman year, they come in and that's the, their time when they uh, have a decision to make. You know, they're not under the, the roof of their parents anymore having to go to mass with them. It's kind of like, am I going to live my faith or right. am I going to do something else? You know, in, in college, certainly there's many other things you can get into. So I think, yeah, those were the two things like the, the, the desire to, to give myself uh, kind of in a particular way through religious life, especially through the vows and, and yeah, the attraction to working with college students. Very good. And Owen, um, what have you been doing these months, a year and a half here in Michigan? I've been having a blast. With, with... <laughs> While having formation as a priest? Yes, also? <laughs> of course. Yes. Um, no, but in essence, briefly, what is like for people outside, they see, oh, this young man was in college, became right. a missionary. Now he entered and he's going to be a priest. And he's been two years here. What is he doing? Yeah. Um, in essence. Right. So for the last year and a half-ish, um, I've been studying a lot, reading uh -huh. a lot for, uh, you know, different classes. We're doing humanities, at least for um, this this part of our formation. We're in what's right. called... Literature or some philosophy, some theology. Yep. Uh, literature, history, Spanish. Um, Good. Lots of Spanish. Um, and Latin, um, and uh, we're just getting ready for the next part of our our formation. And um, and another thing that we do is we have uh, time each week to to play sports with each other, which is great. Right. I always look forward to that um, and beating Andrew and whatever we're doing. It's always a blast. That's awesome, and, right? And it, that yeah. always happens. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Andrew, what what are you going to do? So now in a week or so, you will be traveling. Both of you will be traveling to Argentina. What will you be doing there? Uh, what are you expecting to do there? Yeah, so 
celebrate with Argentina, of course. You know, the that's Cup, the first man. thing that we have to do. Of course, you need to be well knowledgeable about the World Cup and the, the popular culture there, of course. Yes, mm -hmm. of course, we're going ready. Um, no, but yeah, we'll be starting the novitiate. So the novitiate is kind of the, the period required by the church uh, for religious life, uh, which is a kind of a preparation, I guess you could say, before making your first vows. So the religious make vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. So the novitiate is kind of that that first offering, if you want, of self. Uh, and you spend, it's kind of focused on, yeah, man, uh, work, prayer. Virtue. Right. Less. It's less like kind of formal study, which, you know, maybe people think about more when they think of seminary and more about, yeah, as you said, virtue, growing in prayer, learning about Milus Christi and preparing to, yeah, for, for, your, for your first vows. Yeah, in a sense, what I remember um, is learning, in a sense, learning to live in community, right? Be humble. Right. Uh, learn to take on the harder tasks that others may not want to do and you may not want to do sometimes um, and do them joyfully. Right. And also to learn to obey, right? To learn to have a superior. That is not a nice thing when we live in a modern culture that wants to do, be free to do whatever you want, you know? Uh, good. Mm -hmm. Well, so we'll, just for you to know, we'll be all praying for you. Um, yes, we so, need your prayers. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone who's listening, commit to pray for Andrew and Owen as they go to their next step uh, this year, 2023, to Argentina to start their novitiate. Uh, Andrew, do you have any recommendations for good New Year's resolutions uh, now that we are starting 2023 to, for any college students that are listening? Right. Yes. In the, in the new year. I guess I would say the um, New Year's resolutions are great. But res the idea of resolutions I th are actually like a really Catholic idea, right? And so I think even, you know, in our books of meditation or, you know, when we're talking about prayer, it's it's a good thing to to make little resolutions even each day, you know, with, with prayer each week, whatever you want. And so, you know, again, New Year's resolution, resolutions, I'm not knocking. I think they can be very good. But I would say even don't be afraid to to make resolutions throughout the year uh, in of course. at the end of your meditation, at the end of your Every prayer, day. right? Mm -hmm. uh, those yeah. I think will be even more fruitful than saying, you know, oh, I'm gonna, I don't know, usually they're, you know, I'm gonna work out or I'm gonna eat less sugar right. or something. Um, but in, in case, you, you know, you, instead you can say something like, oh, today I'm not gonna, <clears throat> today I'm not gonna raise my voice and, and fall into impatience or something simple like that. Right. Yeah, and I, if I want, if you want something, I would say something generic. Yeah. But important is to make sure we have a commitment to holiness. Right. right? As we right. start, you start the new year, you especially because you you're you will be more committed to holiness, um, to seek holiness and to work for holiness. Uh, let's do that, right? Uh, as we start the year, of one thing we want to make sure is at the end of my life, I want to be closer to holiness than I'm today. Mm -hmm. At least I, that I have tried. Hmm? Uh, and Owen, what would you? What would be your recommendation for college students so as to persevere in their faith during their college, during their college years? Well, I would say um, what worked for me was being, being willing to be led by um, someone, um, whether it's a spiritual director or looking for wisdom from someone who's above you. Um, but I think the biggest thing that helped me was really committing, making a resolution, um, you could say, to know your faith. And so to have an intellectual formation, um, at least some sort of plan in your life uh, in place for you to know your faith and so that you can live your faith. Um, and if you know your faith, you're going to be um, all the more ready to commit yourself to Christ and the church, uh, whether that means living out a life of prayer, living closer to the sacraments, 
um, whatever that meet, looks like for you. Um, it's it's really, really important to know the faith. So reading good books, listening to really good podcasts. Um, Anyone that you have in mind? Mm, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, just, for college Catholics, of course. Shame, shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Um, Very good. Yeah, that's my suggestion. And uh, if we have, do we have time to? Yeah, I was very gonna, brief. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask. Um, you know, we we're talking about our formation, um, and part of our formation is actually after Argentina, we get to go to Rome. I've never been to Rome, um, but I think you might have been to Rome before. Yes. What was what was that like for you? Well, for me, I was uh, in Rome only for like two weeks, but it happened to be amazing. Uh, we visited some places, especially the the um, Scavi Vaticani, that is the excavations under St. Peter's Basilica, Whoa. where the tomb of St. Peter is. So you get wow. to see where actually he was buried and his bones placed in the in the place of his burial place. Hmm. Um, so that was amazing. And then the catacombs, we, we visited those. Uh, but the most amazing experience was to get there the day that Pope Benedict XVI was elected Pope. And I happened to be there wow. at the square of St. Peter, St. Peter's Square, when he came out for the first time and when the cardinal came out and said, we have a Pope. So it wow. was like, really? What an wow. experience. Really, really in- incredible experience, which I would like to tell you another day, but today we're a little bit short of time. Sure. Um, but that was definitely a super highlight of my visit to Rome. Wow. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I imagine. Yeah, well, we're, again, thank you very much, both of you, for being with me um, today and with all our listeners and sharing your, your stories and your experience. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having us, Father. Yeah, thank you for all the work you're doing too with the podcast. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you everyone who stayed with us to the end today. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please uh, follow this podcast in your platform and if possible, leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Uh, So uh, may Lord grant you a very joyful and fruitful 2023. Uh, May he be born also in your hearts this Christmas season. God bless you and we will see you next time.